What's up, guys, and welcome to Bachelor Pad Podcast, where two bachelors who've never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before sit down to review episodes right after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with my best friend, Scott. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I felt like vibes from this episode. What kind of vibes? Well, just because it was like Matt brought his roommate and best friend Tyler in to mm. like, you know, talk about Bachelor and what's yeah. happening. And yeah, so you feel... if if. One of us is Matt and one of us is Tyler. Which one are, am I and which one are you? Oh, I'm definitely Tyler. And I'm Matt? Yeah. Okay. I, I would have been fine either way. <laughs> you didn't have a, a horse in that fight? They're pretty much the same person. A horse in me. that fight? <laughs> Horses fight, right? That's a thing? Is that the saying? Is no, it's a, a dog in the fight or horse in the race. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just, you know, uh, I, I melded them together. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like absolutely like I, I, I don't think I could ever bring myself to prank you, but I could absolutely see you pranking me. You're kind of a, a troll King. I don't, I feel like that was such a weird, uh, prank set that they did weird, like cool or weird, awful weird. Like I wish I could ever get myself in that situation. Cause I would love to do it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, it, it was, it was <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just impractical jokers. Sure, yeah, but just uh, more actual life. Except for the person doing the pranking was a professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she was able to maintain composure and do all the things they asked her to do. Which some of those were hilarious, like roll his head. <laughs> <laughs> Matt told her push so hard like you're trying to break his bones <laughs> i was like oh man that's that's a lot of pressure yeah yeah I, I i mean i could be wrong it could it could be exactly what you heard but i heard specifically like you're trying to break his pelvis oh <laughs> yeah no i didn't hear pelvis i just heard bones okay well you might have been right either way it's the same effect in, in watching the episode today, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how rageful for, were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Serena P said that... Uh, it was Serena P, right? P, yeah. Yeah, said that... Uh, what was it that she was going to get rageful about? If, if, uh, if oh, Matt if gives Heather, Heather. Yeah, a rose in this upcoming rose ceremony, she's going to be rageful. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I give massive points for diction on that one. Yeah. People don't use the word rageful all that often. No, I don't think I've ever used it in a sentence. I feel like it's something that you only just read in books. <laughs> yeah. And even that, it sounds better to say like filled with rage. No, I think I will be rageful is way more emphatic than filled with rage. Mm. I think I will be rageful is just like, oh man, that's like <laughs> more. Yeah. It's, it's more emphatic. It's way more emphatic than I will be filled with rage. Like that's like, uh, okay, sure you will, but I will be rageful. It's <laughs> like that. It, it seems more active, like filled yeah. with rage seems like passive, passive. Yeah. Like I'm going to be angry. Well, because being filled with rage is someone else is like filling you up with rage, right. but I will be rageful is like, I will be exerting rage on other people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't, so. I, I was, and I wasn't all that rageful this episode, uh, to answer your question. Um, I, I gotta be honest. I cannot stand at this point. Serena C. 
Yeah, she's really the last man standing. Of the of, of the, the mean girls? Of the mean girls. The yeah. plastics? Mm-hmm. She's the only one that still wears pink on Wednesdays. <laughs> like they've all moved on. Yep. Regina Georgia got hit by a bus and, and she's just MJ. MJ left earlier in the episode. But yeah. She was three of four and she got eliminated. So now it's just Serena. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I, I really hope that, that she doesn't uh, stick around, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I could see it at this point. What did you think of uh, Serena's conversation with Katie? Yeah, I mean, I thought, personally, I thought it was ridiculous. I, I feel like uh, she just came in swinging for no reason. Yeah, I don't know what kind of result she was expecting from that conversation. Yeah, like, because she didn't come in like, let's deal with a problem. It was just, let me raise a problem Mm -hmm. and uh that that just seems it was like a let me voice how i don't like you (laughs) yeah exactly not looking for any kind of uh what's the right word reconciliation in their relationship no no reconciliation no even resolve Mm -mm. there was no like even room for like let's agree to disagree it felt very much like mj and desinia uh jessinia's uh conversation conversation totally i was surprised at how much uh like katie got into it too because she was yelling just as much as um serena Serena was was. but for her it was very much like what are you doing here like it wasn't like talking bad about her it was just like what is why why what are you doing yeah the only thing that she said that was like maybe like that i can recall that was maybe like talking bad of serena was when she was when it was all over and serena went in to the girls and started to like gossip gossip (laughs) yeah and and much of it wasn't true and katie walked in and she was like i was and katie was like no, don't don't start whispering now. Like, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, uh, or what? She, yeah, something like you don't have to whisper. Go ahead and just say it. Yeah, and and uh, and she, Serena said something that was absolutely not true. That Katie said that she was here not for Matt, and Katie was like, "I didn't say anything like that. Yeah, not even close." And Serena's like, "Well, that was the gist." <laughs> like, no. And she was like, well, obviously that isn't the case. And now everyone knows you're lying. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I have no idea what she hoped to accomplish with all that. I, I just do. I, I, I think that she is, uh, you know, stirring drama. I think that she is wildly insecure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think she realizes that Katie has been snuffing out all the, <laughs> the dramatic. dramatic and problematic people. Well, and, but that's the thing to Katie's point. She hasn't done any of that. Like she's not named a single name. No, she hasn't, but she's got Matt to get involved. She got Matt to get involved with the general, with the general problem. And then like to Katie's point, all of the other girls like sorted it out for Matt. Mm -hmm. And like Katie wasn't involved in any of that. Yeah. As far as from what we saw, she didn't name a single name. And all the other like times that has been brought up about names, it was someone else that had said it. Yeah. Like Yesenia with MJ. Yeah. Katie was just the, she was the catalyst for all of this to happen. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but in a good way, because she was like, Hey, this is happening. It's not okay. And I just think you should address it. Mm -hmm. That was all she did. And so she hasn't been inserting herself into other people's issues or drama. She hasn't been starting fires. Like Serena said, like she just was the catalyst for Matt realizing that there was drama and toxicity in the house. Totally. Do you think that she has a possible play on becoming the bachelorette? I know she's played really well uh, with the audience, uh, with the viewers, and I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter right now that are like saying Katie for bachelorette, but then there's also some other uh, in the deep Twitter verse of uh, <laughs> the deep Twitter, the deep Twitter of bachelor nation. I, I'm hearing some rumors saying that she is being looked at for bachelorette. What do you think about that? I mean, I would love to have her uh, as, as a bachelorette. I, I think that she reminded me a lot. Um, you know, I feel like this episode is a little bit, we were, we were making a joke uh, during commercials for this episode um, that at one point there was like a commercial for a new movie and it was like from the studios that brought you frozen. And I was like, mm -hmm. you mean Disney? Like we all know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. like, um, and I felt like this episode was a little bit like from the studio that brought you pilot Pete mm. introducing Matt. You feel like Matt was on pilot Pete's level this episode? A little bit. What, what in particular did you, did you feel like he, or like which, uh, negative quality are you referring to i i think just his uh his insistence that like um uh uh and i don't mean insistence by anything they said but just his attitude of over romantic relationships that probably aren't sustainable they're just like flash in the pan are the things that are most attractive to him right now mm. And the things that have the chance for the longest, like, real relationship, the the things that have the most opportunity for real depth. He's not giving the time to. He's this. not giving the time to. Yeah. Um, because I feel like he has had some of that opportunity for, like, real deep connection with um, uh, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's kind of been, you know... Maybe short shifting her a little bit. Maybe mm -hmm. not, but that's how Ch Chelsea obviously feels. And I feel like the same thing has been true of Abigail. Mm. Yeah, Abigail. It's rough because, well, wait a second. Abigail hasn't gotten a one-on-one -on -one yet either. Has no, she? she hasn't. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's difficult to say because I think he gave this one-on-one -on -one to Katie uh, at least the second one I wanted to Katie because he thought, okay, this is a do or die situation for her. I think he went into the date thinking like she needs to do these certain things and make me feel this certain way or I'm sending her home because it, there just hasn't been anything there. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think there's some solid girls that haven't gotten much attention yet, but I think part of it is we have that like 2020 hindsight, like, Matt hasn't seen all the things that we've seen. No, I think that that's true, but I'm even basing this just on the dates. Mm. Like I'm basing this off his date with Katie. Like I, I've got to be honest with you. If I go on a date with someone and I'm able to, uh, 
you know, really connect on them on a like on a personal friendship level, that's going to mean a lot more to me than like goo goo gaga. Totally. Like over romanticized, you know, I could do this all my life, you know, kind of well, like any good romantic relationship is built on a good friendship. Yeah. And, and I feel like this date showed for us as the viewers, all of the, like the components of a really good friendship, like a really good, strong relationship versus something that is maybe flash in the pan. Maybe it'll work out in time when the honeymoon phase wears off. But right now it's just pure attraction, not uh connection i have a question yeah did you use the phrase flash in the pan because it was on wheel of fortune i did not i did not (laughs) (laughs) we were watching wheel of fortune before uh we watched the bachelor it comes on before the bachelor (laughs) it was one of the the phrases tonight (laughs) that just made us seem so old and boring i don't know why you (laughs) would say that (laughs) because we're just two bachelors watching regular tv (laughs) I know it's old and boring. Like, well, I mean, we worked all day. I <laughs> <laughs> just want to sit down, relax and eat some pizza. <laughs> Watch wheel of fortune. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, these relationships that we're seeing him feel very strongly about, like Michelle, uh, maybe a little bit less. So Michelle, I feel like Michelle did have real depth. Um, yeah. But like Kit, it's like, like, what on earth are they actually connecting about? Do you feel like he is, that's one of his stronger relationships? Because I, I, th- I feel like Kit's one of the next ones on the chopping block. I mean, I would hope so, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't, you don't feel like that's where he's at? I don't feel like that's where he's mm-hmm. at. Um, and like, even, I don't know, this seems um, maybe petty or shallow for me. But I look at like someone like, um, not someone, I look at a date like Rachel, which it's like, oh, let me just take you shopping. Mm -hmm. And that just feels like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a nice date. Like, you know, I think that men should, uh, uh, you know, uh, spoil the people in their life that they care about. Not only they're like, romantic significant other but like everyone in their life like that's a good quality Just gift giving yeah gift giving like and but but even at some points like not all the time it's you know not sustainable but at some points like be extravagant you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's that's a good quality and it's a good date but it just feels so shallow to me by comparison to this date today um and so I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like I'm seeing a trend. And I'm glad to see Matt not putting up with drama like Pete did. So mm-hmm. I want to I want to be clear. I'm not making a one-to-one comparison. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> no. Because you need to go back and listen to some of our episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I remember. I remember very clearly. Um I'm not making a one-to-one comparison, but I do think that that Matt has a tendency, it seems, I feel like I'm seeing a pattern emerge, pattern emerge, where he may go for uh, things that appear romantic, 
mm-hmm. over things that are connective. Mm. And I, I think that's disappointing. Like, cause I, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I want him to, to connect and, and find someone great. But I, I feel like it's even in some of the things that he's shared on camera, you know, with us, America, that he is, he's struggled in the past with, you know, appearances and, mm-hmm. you know, all that glitters kind of a thing. Who, who would you say are in his top four right now? I, I, I don't know for sure. I would say that Kit is is in his top four. Um, I would say that uh, Michelle is in his top four. Mm-hmm. I would say that Rachel is in his top four. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the the next person would be. Yeah, I I I don't know about Kit for me, but I definitely think Rachel and uh, Michelle. I'm thinking also possibly Serena. P. P. Yeah, not C. C and uh, Serena C and Kit are like, I think, like some of the next two chops. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep Heather or not. I don't feel like we've seen any previews with her. So I'm assuming she's just going to be a on and off type of a thing. Yeah. So far, we've only seen her in the cocktail party. Yeah. Um. So I'm not super worried about her. I think one that started off really strong that we just haven't seen anything from is Brie. Sure. Uh, so like that might be one of the ones where she's going to go really far and they're waiting to like get a little bit later before they're showing more of her. Um, how we've seen done in the past uh, couple of seasons. Um, and then also Abigail. Like, But I think Abigail's starting to get frustrated. I think so too. And I think she's getting frustrated because he is, you know, deprioritizing her. Like, I think we're seeing the girls that that's my take, you know, that that's my, my read on this at least is that he's, you know, Michelle comes in, they go on this very romantic date. And I do think that they had a real connection there in their dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, they were making out long before then. Mm-hmm. you know and i think that i think that he matt just, does like to kiss every single girl every one of them <laughs> yeah everyone well, while them. he has his eyes open <laughs> um <laughs> yeah matt does two things facially that are hilarious he kisses with his eyes open which is weird it's a no-no and then the other thing is that when he's having like especially like cocktail and uh one-on-one times uh in group dates he has this thing where he like pulls his head back away from them and like looks down at them through the bottom of his eyes yeah he looks like he's like fearful like trying to get away or like uncomfortable yeah, yeah. just like uh like he looks like uh, uncomfortable for sure it's like the same body language i make when i wince at something yeah exactly like, yeah although i'm sure no one knew what i just did but that you could hear me wince <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the it's the head pulled away uh looking looking with your chin tilted up and looking down through the bottom of your eyes and it's like a body language wise. It's super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what did you think of uh, his uh, date with Katie and his dismissal of Katie? I thought their date was cool. Um, I, it seemed like they had a, a fun time. 
Uh, I think, yeah, I think he just wasn't feeling more of the, the romantic things with her that he was feeling with, with some of the other girls. And so, I, I mean, I don't blame him for, for sending her home for that. Um, different people are looking for, for different things for sure. I think she's a solid girl Yeah, that I think, um, I, I, I could totally see her coming back as the bachelorette. Like, I think she's strong. Um, she knows what she wants. Like she knows how to make a decision. She knows how to like go through drama. She's exactly the type of person they're looking for in a lead. I would think. Yeah. Um, aside from maybe she would maybe go outside of some of their rules that they would have. Well, I maybe too strong. No, well, I don't think that she would necessarily, um, especially because it seems like to a, a certain degree, they really do try and find people who might really get along with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, like they don't pick people who it's like, there's no shot there. Yeah. You know, um, what about like Victoria? I, he kept her for a long time. <laughs> like, I think he really like, he thought he thought you think he thought for maybe with I, her. Yeah. I think he, I think he kept her around because it was like, yeah, maybe I feel like every season there's just this one person that don't make any sense. And I feel like the producers are always saying, no, you have to keep that person. I, I thought that with pilot Pete and then I've thought that so much less with, uh, this last experience we have with Claire and then Tasha, um, especially with Tasha. Um, like it seems, it seemed very much, and and maybe they made a change. Like they could have really made a change in how they produce things. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've said as much, and even in bringing Tasha on, like Bachelor was really ABC was very uh, forward about like we recognize that we need to make changes in how we produce things in mm-hmm. order to represent America better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this could have been part of it. Um, but no, I, I actually don't think so anymore. I, I think that the contestants do the, the main anchor make all the decisions for who's on. Yeah. Uh, I think they do. Well, after the initial women are selected. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any choice in who. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But I think that at, from the point that they meet them on, they get to decide whether they stay or go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that we saw it with Tasha with like, some like crazy early dismissals and we've seen it with uh now already with matt with some early dismissals like i think they get a lot of say in how this plays out and i think that we saw it even with claire where like she was clearly not playing the game and she was you know so they got rid of her so they got rid of her yeah like you know what i mean they're like hey like if you're not gonna play the game like yeah, it didn't surprise me that uh, their relationship kind of fell through because I think in order for her to honor like her contract and for them to try to honor her, they kind of like forced them into the, yeah. the engagement a little bit. Yeah. And so it makes sense that that didn't last. Yeah, I mean, you remember when uh, Neil Lane comes in to like meet with Dale and mm-hmm. Dale is like very like visibly just like, oh no, like, uh-huh. <laughs> what am I what am I doing right now? Like this, this is not what I had in mind. Totally. Well, all that said with, with Katie's date, I, I mean, I think it was a fun date. I thought it was cool for her to get to just goof around with him and, and like pull a prank on his friend. 
Uh, and I thought her conversation with him at the dinner table was really good. Like yeah. just talking about uh, she knows who she is and she knows what she's looking for. And she seems to have a really healthy view of relationships. Um, so I, yeah, I think she's solid. Unfortunately, I, I think matches wasn't feeling it. And so he let her go. Yeah, I think the other thing that I wanted to say about Katie that really stood out to me from their dinner conversation was when she said, you know, I feel like a lot of women are really plying you for validation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that you're getting that in return necessarily. And so I just want you to know, I think you're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, like it didn't feel that didn't feel like saccharine or fake it didn't feel like it was, um, you know, trying to get attention. It felt like she just really wanted him to know that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, all that is to say, I, I think that he made a huge mistake um, with Katie in particular, and I'm worried, I'm nervous for him, uh, that it's going to become a pattern of chasing butterflies Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's katie was definitely not the lowest ranked lady still there yeah um i definitely think she she's a better choice than than multiple of the other girls um but i'm not i don't know how compatible she ultimately is with matt compared to some of the other girls like I, i i think matt and someone like michelle um seem to just vibe together better. Like just seeing them together, they're, they're laughing more with each other. I don't know. They just seem to make more sense. Is there? Yeah, I guess there seems to be more chemistry. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And and maybe that's my point is I feel like maybe I'm getting on a soapbox a little bit that I feel like we have an over inflated sense of importance around uh chemistry maybe uh i mean i it's important you want to have those feelings for whoever it is you're trying to date and spend your your time with yeah no i you do i and and i agree i'm just saying maybe overinflated. yeah well ultimately i don't know where on that scale he fell with katie yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, neither do I. I. I just saw them like having a lot of what appeared to be chemistry on their date throughout the entire date. And got, so it was like it was just uh, like I felt a little bl- I, I think I felt as blindsided as Katie felt. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she definitely felt blindsided. I think he made uh a bummer choice because she is such a, a, a great choice, but I also could totally see some of the vibes being like brother sister vibes. Um, just having fun with each other, goofing around, like doing that kind of stuff. It, it didn't seem, I didn't really get the romantic vibes from it. Yeah. I guess that's my point though, is like how, how realistic is all that when like all these people have spent such little time around each other. Like, I guess I'm getting down to like, is it reliable? I mean, look at the statistics of the show. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that it's like, that's not realistic. Like, yeah, but it's just what the show is. Well, it doesn't have to be like, and it seemed like Matt was going to be the opposite. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the show is what it is, and you can't really make a good uh, choice about someone in, in that short amount of time when having that few few amount of moments with that person. Well, I think you can. I just think you can't base it on do they make me feel butterflies in my stomach? Like you have to base it on something deeper, anything well, I, deeper. I think it's more than butterflies. Like I don't think that's all he's talking about with chemistry. And that's my argument is that I think that Matt is chasing butterflies. That's my, that's my whole argument. Like it doesn't seem like he's chasing depth at all with his decisions and some of the like people that he's spending more time with now as we get later into the season than others. Like I, I felt a little more confident about that earlier in the season, but as we get later into the season, I feel a lot less confident in that. Do you feel like he's giving anyone uh, or any couple of people more attention than they should be getting? Um, Like, I don't feel like he's giving anyone more attention really than others. No, not necessarily. But I think that he is like, at least from what we're being shown on the show, he's actively deflating the ones that he has the best real connection with. Like who? Like Abigail, like Rachel, and like, uh, um, gosh, I always want to say Cheyenne, but her name is Chelsea, and I don't know why <laughs> she looks like a Cheyenne to me, but Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know if he thinks he's def- like I don't think it's anything intentional on his part. I don't think it's intentional either. I think that he is just choosing other women other than the ones that then he has uh, the greater like capacity for connection with i mean that that might be so it could also just be though that the the women that are complaining about that are just not dealing with it as well and so it feels worse for them because i i personally haven't noticed any girl getting more time than any other girl um he does seem to give enough time or I mean, that's a very uh, subjective statement. <laughs> uh, he does seem to spread the time around pretty evenly uh, to to the girls. So, well, I want to be fair with that too, though. Uh, like, I'll devil's advocate a little bit. Like, he has cut now two cocktail parties in a row. Yeah, he has, but that means no one got time at those cocktail parties, so it was yeah. still even. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I get that. Uh, but I, I'm just saying, like, when, when we talk about, like, oh, well, he's, you know, giving, you know, giving good time around. It's like, I, I don't think. That... I'm just saying equal time. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think he's giving anyone really more time than others is all I'm saying. For sure. So what uh, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about, uh, I keep wanting to say, now, man, I'm Cheyenne. I'm like, I'm like Chelsea. names. No, I'm like, I'm, I'm bad at, I'm as bad Michelle, at names Kit. as you are right now. No, not Hannah, but Heather, Heather. Thank you. Yes. Uh, what do you think about Heather coming on? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I feel like this is really late in the game to add another new person unless he already has some kind of weird relationship with, which maybe he does. Cause he obviously recognized her right away, knew who it was. Um, well, and I'm sure he's in with the bachelor circle being yeah. roommates with Tyler. I'm sure he's met a lot of these people. Yeah. And this girl is apparently friends with Hannah Brown who dated Tyler. Uh, so it makes sense that he, he's probably hung out with her before. 
But yeah, I personally I don't feel the need for this entrance because he is has been trying to build all these relationships with all these other girls. Um and they know each other outside of the show. So like if they wanted to date, like they could just date. Like the show's about letting these people meet each other that they probably wouldn't normally have met each other. And so I I'm not a huge fan of, of the play and just from like seeing any of the foreshadowings of anything. I haven't seen Heather on anything. So I personally don't know if she's going to get a rose. Yeah. What do you think? No, I, I think that she might get a rose. Um, cause I do think there are a couple of women there right now that like, they're just lower. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Serena. Yeah. That she's going to get cut soon. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't had a one-on-one yet. And it doesn't seem like, and it could be that they are, um, you know, baiting her out. Uh, mm-hmm. The editors are baiting her out that she's going to, you know, really develop more later. That he's going to keep her around. But we don't even see a ton of his and her interaction on group dates. With Serena? Yeah. Yeah. No, they haven't really been showing much of her outside of the drama she has with other girls. Right. Right. So I, I just don't see her lasting. Yeah. Um, and so I could see him giving Heather a rose. Um, but man, I, I, my initial reaction, uh, I, I can't imagine that I'm going to be a fan. No. What, what, uh, what is it that, that bugs you about her? Uh, she's too TV. Like you feel like she has a, uh, she puts on like a face for, for when she's on camera. Yeah. And you know, again, I understand that this is a television show. I get that. Uh, but I, I do still believe I want to believe, I guess that like that this is about real people like having the chance at finding a real connection, real Mm -hmm. relationship. I want to believe that that's true. Um, and so anytime someone comes on and they're just, uh, trying to be relevant, sickly sweet and, you know, over the top, uh, you know, personality wise, I think I always just have a gag reflex to that. It feels suspicious to me. It feels disingenuous, Mm -hmm. um, because that's just not how people walk into a room when there aren't cameras there. Hmm like normal everyday people. That's not how people walk into a room. And so when people walk into a room like that, when they're on camera, it always just, especially on like reality TV, like if she were a cameo on a, uh, soap opera, (laughs) sure. Her energy makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. If she were being interviewed on good morning America, sure. Her energy makes perfect sense but this is like reality TV. And so like, it's supposed to be real people, real life, you know, Mm -hmm. interaction. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Chris Harrison actually didn't know she was coming? (laughs) No, not a chance. I, that was Chris Harrison. We love you. You're a bad actor. (laughs) You're a liar and you're a cheat and you'll spend an eternity on this ship. (laughs) No, he, he, he really is. He's not a good actor. Uh, and that was bad acting that we saw um, from both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they for sure had talked before 
everyone there knew it was happening. Yeah. They purposefully set cameras up there to capture the angles. Yeah. It, it was just like, no, this is uh, no. Um, How do you feel about those moments? Are you okay with those put on moments to tell the story? Or do you feel like just don't show us that or just bring her in for a one-on-one with Chris and talk about how it went down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bring her in for one-on-one talk about it. And then, you know, uh, yeah. For a little interview in the, whatever room that they have set up for, for interviews. Yeah. And you know, just like they did with Matt when, you know, he and Chris like first talked to the very first talked to the, the very beginning, yeah. like just do that. Like, let the story advance that way because it's more real life. Even if you guys have already had this conversation and now you're having it again for the benefit of the cameras. Yeah. At least that's more real life than a dramatization. Yeah. Than a reenactment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I hate those. I think it's ridiculous. I think that it, it, you're not fooling anyone. And so don't bother. Yeah. I, I completely agree. So in this rose ceremony, if, if he ends up giving Heather a rose, that means they'll be eliminating three of the ladies. Mm-hmm. Who would you think are the are the three that don't get a rose if Heather gets a rose? Who are your bottom three, essentially? Um, I think Cheyenne's probably going to go. I, Chelsea. <laughs> There's no Cheyenne there. Uh, I think Chelsea's probably going to go. I think uh, Serena C mm-hmm. is probably going to go. And... Um, I actually have a feeling that, I don't know. I could be, I, this could be a very hot take. Um, but I have a sneaking suspicion, uh, that, uh, that Abigail's going to go. Oh yeah, that, that could happen for sure. I would have said probably Serena C maybe Chelsea, and then I think Kit, but yeah, I, I don't know. I put Kit and Abigail's relationship kind of in the same place with uh, with him. Well, but Kit's had a one on one. Yeah, and if I remember right, he told her that he loved her. I don't remember th- that. Was that part of the conversation we had last week with where he said I'm falling for you? Yeah, I think and didn't so. Actually, probably. say love or probably. whatever it was. Yeah. And who was it he actually said love to? I don't remember at this point. That was Rachel, right? It might have been Rachel. I really don't remember at this point. <laughs> because the, it's been thrown around a few times now. Uh-huh. Like this, I feel like I feel like half the girls have said it to him now. Well, we've seen lots of girls say it to him, but we've only seen him say it to two girls. Okay. Well, maybe. From what I remember. Yeah. I I feel like it's been more than that. Oh, yeah. Maybe I, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But I, I you know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that he uh I think that he's enamored with Kit. And I think that he likes that she's in New York. Mm. You think like situationally it's it's a fun idea for him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really see any um real 
like depth of connection there. Like I just don't see them working out. No, I don't either. I'm, I could see I, them dating for six months and then breaking up. Yeah. That's, but, that's what I would see too. Like that's a hundred percent. I agree with you I, on that. I don't, I don't think there's really a, a future there with kit, but who, who out of the girls uh, that are still left, do you think he has the, uh, maybe not that he's given the best amount of time to, or what, whatever that is, but, who do you think he has the best chance at having a, a long-term uh, real relationship with? I would say probably uh, in this order, Michelle, Chelsea, Abigail. Michelle, Chelsea, Abigail. And then maybe after that, Rachel. Why Why do you put Rachel below those other three? Um, I think uh, just the nature of the conversations that, that we've gotten to see them have so far. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that he likes Rachel and I think Rachel likes him, but I don't necessarily think that they have a, a lot that they've expressed. That's like, uh, very much in common. Mm -hmm. Um, at least that we've seen so far. Yeah. I'm trying to remember back to when she had her one-on-one that I remember they did have a conversation at the dinner where she had talked about some of her insecurities and things, but I don't really remember what it was about. Yeah, I, from what I remember, and and maybe I'm way off base, but from what I remember, it was it was not all that dissimilar from his uh, conversation with Piper, mm. um, where it was just like, okay, like that was like honest, but maybe a red flag. Yeah. Well, we haven't really even talked about her and her date all that much. How? How are you feeling about Piper? We haven't really mentioned her, so it, she's probably not on the low tier for us. She's also not in the higher tier for us. Yeah, honestly, like for me, uh, Piper, in how they're portraying her and like how much we've gotten to see about her so far, um, Piper's like very forgettable to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean that as an insult to her as a person by any means. Um, I just mean like you know how the interactions with her have gone so far. Like she's not as, she's just not as, uh, memorable positively or negatively. She's just right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they had a good date. Um, but it just seemed like, uh, it seemed like just a, a, a whatever date, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we went to the carnival and we had some fun, mm-hmm. you know? But that's one that's also on like the fun side. It's it wasn't just a straight like balloon ride where you make out. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, but I don't think that I think that there are like different levels of fun. Like if Matt said, uh, one of the most important parts about my personality is my love for carnivals, then that would be super meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like what Katie's he said, really with, into what he said with Katie on that date that was really fun was uh, pulling pranks is like a really big part of like how I have fun. And like, I love doing that. It's a, it's, it's a big deal to me. And so I want someone who can like just be able to do that and be, um, you know, in the moment in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Katie did, you know, like, uh, and so that was why I brought that up. It wasn't just fun, like average everyday, normal fun. It was something that was, he expressed was super important to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was threatened by her cause she did it better. She did such a good job. Maybe yeah. he was like afraid of his future or of th- being pranked. Or it could be that when they walked then into the room, and you know tyler c was in his underwear that you know 
maybe he caught eyes. Like oh, so he's interested in Tyler? Not he, she. Oh, I thought you were just talking about him still. <laughs> no, no, no. That he caught Katie having eyes. Oh, got it. On Tyler. I feel like he would have brought that up though. He would have. I'm just teasing. I'm okay. not. I don't really think that. <laughs> I'm just coming up with funny scenarios. Um, but yeah, no. I I felt like it was a it was an average fun date mm-hmm. with Piper. Um, and then when they had their conversation, I feel like she opened up, which was great. I feel like that she shared some very real things, but I think it's a really big red flag to say that like her entire life uh, expressing or feeling her feelings has been like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That that's a, that's a kind of big red flag. Yeah. I mean, she definitely has um, some, some kind of hurt or pain in her history where sharing her feelings was a very difficult or hard experience. Well, but she told us what it was. It was that her family never said, I love you or I'm proud of you or Mm -hmm. like, that's just not something that her family does. So she was raised to not feel her feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and she opened up about that. And I think that's great that she opened up. And I think it's awesome that she said, you know, that it's something that she's always wanted. And so therefore other people must want it too. And, so she wants to try, and I think that that's really great, but I, I also think it's a, a pretty clear, massive red flag. Yeah, I guess it depends on how much she's, like, worked through it because everything that she kind of said was kind of in the past. Like, I, that's how I grew up. That's how I, I was. Like, it was difficult. She didn't really talk about now. No, she said now. <laughs> I don't remember that. She said her whole life, like, including now sharing your feelings or feeling your feelings is a bad thing and I'm terrible at it and I don't know how to do it, but I want to try with you. And so be patient with me. That was what she said. Hmm. Uh, I think it must've been when I went to the restroom. No, you were just texting the whole time or on Twitter or something like that. You just weren't paying attention at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like that's a massive red flag. Yeah, if that's what she said, that she she doesn't know how to feel feelings, it's definitely something they would have to work through. Yeah. And she probably needs to see counselor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I were on like a fourth date with someone and they said that to me, I'd be like, oh, well, it was really nice meeting you. <laughs> like, I would probably dig more questions and like try to make sure I understood exactly what they meant and that kind of stuff. But yeah. This early in the game, you would, you would work that hard at it? I'd be like, well, what do you, well, I mean, I'm there. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would do it in this scenario where he's in because he's dating another however many girls. Yeah. But I'm saying if I was just dating someone and they said that, like, and yeah. you were on the, you were on the, well, their first date, really. Yeah, I would ask questions. Okay. I would just end the date. Well, I wouldn't end the date, but I would also not ask her back out, honestly. <laughs> like, I would, I would ask questions. <laughs> I would just ask a lot more questions. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you say we, uh, before we jump into uh, our relationship advice segment, uh, we actually had uh, a very special email come in. Fact checks with Francis. Fact checks with Francis. Uh, She wrote in and said, hi all, I'm honored that you mentioned me. I admit that I've not seen every season. I started watching uh, Bachelor, Bachelorette in 2011. 
Uh, there are at least two instances I can remember since I started watching where the lead did not get engaged. So this goes back to uh, you, me, and Jeremy were talking about. Mm-hmm. Has this ever happened? Um, she said that she did know that there were several times prior to 2011 when she started watching uh, that The Bachelor did not propose. Um, but uh, the only one that came to mind pre-2011 for her was Brad Womack. Uh, Brad did not propose on his first season as a bachelor, but he did come back for a second season and propose. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, Juan Pablo, uh, so post 2011, Juan Pablo did not get engaged. That was, uh, Claire's when Claire was on the season, right? Yep. And she was in the final, uh, final four, final four. Uh, he did not get engaged. He gave the final rose to Nikki. They dated for about six or seven months and then broke up. Uh, Colton Underwood, Mm -hmm. uh, did not get engaged either, uh, and didn't give Cassie who he ended up dating, uh, the, the rose, the final rose until the, like after the final rose, uh, special. Oh, so it was after they did like the tell all and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, and so uh, it turns out, like, I guess, uh, I I actually did know this, Francis, but uh, it turned out that, like, rumor is that Colton was, like, stalking Cassie and, like, GPS tracking her car, and, like, it got a little creepy and ugly. That's not a good look there. (laughs) It's intense. Mr. Underwood. So there were definitely two, uh, Juan Pablo and Colton, that uh, did not get engaged at the end. Uh, well, and, uh, and then, uh, she said, uh, also, how dare you say it's okay to call someone a hoe? Just LOL. Just kidding. I rarely get offended. Um, I don't remember us saying that, but I trust you, Francis. I trust that one of us said, you, you said it jokingly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I didn't remember that. And then, uh, she called us out. Uh, somebody was calling Jacinia janessa a couple of times early in the episode and then we corrected it later i'm gonna blame it on jeremy he's not here to defend himself (laughs) he's not here to defend himself this week uh that's fair uh she said tried to go easy on you all love you guys thank you francis uh thanks francis appreciate appreciate you. you uh fact checking us and uh yeah so what do you say we jump into relationship advice yeah hit hit me with your your best uh story that where someone's needing some relationship advice. Well, this one actually you sent me. Oh, we're doing that one. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I I don't love it, but we're going to do it. I thought it was interesting. It's, it's definitely interesting. (laughs) All right. Uh, my 18 female boyfriend, 21 male, and I've been together for six months today. He told me that he keeps a pros and cons list with the cons being every time that I mess up. He told me that lack of accountability is the biggest category on there. For example, arguing before apologizing. And that the cons list is longer than the pros list. That's about all I know. He loosely keeps track of dates that I mess up, but notes details of each scenario and keeps them categorized into larger areas of differences with an overall count of mistakes at the end. There are major mistake categories and minor mistake categories. The minor fights get erased at the start of every year. He did this with his last girlfriend and will do it for me too. I told him that this seemed toxic, but he said that I should just be better and not mess up. 
Then he said this was another example of a lack of accountability. Should I say something more to him about this? That's uh, that's crazy. <laughs> I think the craziest thing, I, I know that this is picking nits a little bit, but I like how she's like, yeah, he has a pros and cons list, and I guess lack of accountability is the biggest thing. That's all I know. But also, there are multiple categories. Things. It starts at the beginning of every year and then gets erased, and like it was just all these details. I wasn't sure what she meant when she said, arguing before apologizing is a lack of accountability. accountability. Do you know what that means? Well, I, I think that his maybe, I mean, obviously this is an entirely ludicrous <laughs> scenario, but I think what he's saying is that like to say someone has a lack of accountability. Um, one way of taking that is to say that other people aren't holding you accountable. And then another is to say that you're not taking responsibility. So arguing before apologizing shows a lack of personal accountability that like I'm going to argue with you before I apologize rather than just owning like oh, I made it. a mistake and so holding myself it's an accountable argument on already being confronted about something. Right. Got it. Right. That's at least how I, re- I don't I, know. I was confused because I was like, I thought it was like a fresh new argument. Okay. <laughs> and then of course, after an argument, typically there's some apologies that happen. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you like you preemptively apologize? Like, we're I'm about to have an argument I'm about to say <laughs> we're about to have an argument and I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. That, that definitely helps. Um, yeah, that, that, you know, it's fine. That, that clears everything. <laughs> they're they're good. You know, you don't need to say anything to him. Um, no, you definitely need to talk with him. He sounds like he's got some, some issues with past spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's some got, issues. With he's got some spreadsheet issues. <laughs> Um, here's the thing. Anytime you're keeping a ledger of wrongs in a relationship, it's not a healthy relationship. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So unless he's able to change that part of what he wants in the relationship, you need to get out because he's never going to be able to have a healthy relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to, in any relationship, you need to have a general sense of, is this healthy or unhealthy? And there are, uh, things that you'll take into consideration when you have those reflective moments. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's important to at times reflect on your relationship relationships and, mm-hmm. and really decide, is this mutually beneficial? Is this hurting me? Is this hurting them? Totally. Um, on the whole, but that's not a yeah. itemized, and, uh, <laughs> and there's a difference between like, for forgiving someone doesn't mean forgetting something like we're not saying he shouldn't remember anything that you ever did that was wrong yeah of course but continuing to hold it against you in an account is <laughs> very weird like, we talked about this and we apologized but three hundred dollars is three hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> like it's just not good like uh he's yeah he needs to grow up uh i know he's a little bit older than you but he needs uh, to, that's generous. He needs to talk to, he needs to get some relationship advice. Someone needs to sit down with him and talk about what a healthy relationship looks like, what forgiveness looks like. Um, and just what good boundaries probably look like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any other advice for you besides you probably, I mean, you definitely want to talk to him and you probably want to break up with him. Yeah. I don't even know if you want to talk to him, to be honest with you. Yeah, only if you're trying to save the relationship. 
Yeah, but my relationship advice would be don't. Yeah, do just, not just save that relationship. Get out. Give him the feedback that his uh his list keeping is toxic and a sign of a bad relationship and that's why you're leaving. Yeah. Yeah, obviously you need to have a conversation in order to break up. So I'm not saying like just ghost him or shoot yeah. him a text yeah. or something. Especially if you've been dating for 6 months. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> you don't ghost after 6 months. No, you don't. Ghost is something you do like never. I, I I don't know. I feel like 18-year-olds do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really talk with 18-year-olds all that much. Yes, you do. You, you're a youth leader. Yeah, they're yeah. 18. Uh, most of them are younger than 18. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. I, and, and, you know, I've, I've made comments that most of what I'm saying, it's, uh, like a, uh, callback joke to last week when I, you know, talked about Kit being young. Mm. Um, I, I think that I, I want to be clear. I think that 18 year olds can be self-aware. I, you know, I think that 18 year olds can be in, uh, healthy relationships. This isn't one of them. No. Get out. Uh, because you know, I mean, you, you have, you have your whole life to live at this point. Totally. And there's going to be someone out there who's not going to keep a list of your wrongs. Yeah. Uh, and I dare say most people (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've talked with a lot of different people in relationships and a lot of different people that have had difficulties in relationships. Yeah. This is the first time I've heard of someone actually keeping a booklet ledger <laughs> of wrongdoing. Like with dates and descriptions. With dates, yeah, and some kind of set rules for the booklet. <laughs> like, all right, it's the year of Jubilee. You've been forgiven <laughs> of all your th- four and less uh, sins. All your five and greater sins are still in the ledger. <laughs> yeah, major and minor and... Uh, it's a complicated system. It's a very, I mean, uh, part of me wants to like get uh, access to the system. Access to the system. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, maybe he's onto something. <laughs> Doubt it. No, I'm just joking. Of course he's not. And let's be honest: if you are uh, emotionally inept enough to. Uh, keep a physical ledger you're also emotionally inept enough to tell the person about the ledger yeah totally <laughs> that was the second sign is that he told you about said ledger yeah like it's like it's insult to injury you know what i mean like well yeah i don't know what good comes out of the ledger and i also don't know what good comes out of telling the person about the ledger no yeah there's and you know what it really like to me what it indicates is like a way over inflated sense of his own self-worth mm. like he seems like that that feels a little narcissistic to me mm-hmm. that it's like uh i'm a catch and i'm deciding whether or not you're worthy of me yeah well the other weird thing about it is how long does the ledger last like is that something where you keep it and you know like okay well i know we're 15 years of marriage and four babies <laughs> in, but you finally hit the threshold. So now I'm breaking up with you. Like, I don't understand the whole, the whole thing. I think the ledger lasts until he's 25 when his brain, brain fully, fully develops, develops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's able to realize how, 
uh, juvenile and ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I hope. I'm I'm really I'm giving him some credit there. I really hope that he figures it out. Um, but no, I mean, I, let's be honest. If you're in a relationship and someone is keeping track of every good thing and bad thing that you do. Doesn't even sound like he's keeping track of the good things. Well, it, he is. He said it was pros and cons, but the cons uh, outweigh the pros. Oh, okay. By a lot. That's right. I forgot about the pros part. Yeah, there were pros. Uh, but that it's, you know, um, he's, he's trying to balance the books on their relationship kind of a thing. Um, if someone's keeping, if someone's keeping track of, uh, pros and cons like that with like dates and comments and all that kind of a thing, uh, they don't care about you. They only care about what you do for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just trying to get what he thinks he deserves. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, we all need to have a sense of our worth, mm-hmm. but that's not at the expense of someone else's worth. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, that's the difference there, is that it's like, if, you, like, if you're going to keep those books on her, you better be keeping those same books on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think sometimes people struggle with low self-esteem, and then I think sometimes people struggle with high self-esteem. And I think uh, as a culture, we talk a lot about high self-esteem as being the goal, but I think having an equilibrium or no self-esteem is is the true goal. Not to have an inflated view or an underinflated view of oneself, but to have a true view of oneself. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, for you, I, I don't remember. I mean, all of these, there's no real name. Yeah. They're just throwaway accounts. 18 female. <laughs> it was... Uh, uh, throw away six zero zero two eight seven seven throw. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll call you seven, um, for you seven. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you need to, you need to understand that, that you are worth more than that. Uh, and that's not something that you write down in a ledger against him. It's just something that you say, I don't deserve to be treated that way. And mm-hmm. so see you later. Like, I hope you don't find someone who thinks that <laughs> being treated that yeah, way. I hope you grow up. I don't hope that you find someone who's willing <laughs> to submit to your ridiculousness. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's, that's relationship advice. We still don't have a jingle by the way. Relationship advice. Thank you. Pew. <laughs> well uh thank you all you geckos out there for tuning in this week we appreciate you so much uh we'd love to hear from you if you ever want to reach out or get a shout out on the podcast send us an email at hello at batchpadpodcast.com or you can dm us or tweet at us on twitter at batchpadpodcast once again we love to hear from you you guys uh it we didn't even talk about this but this this sunday is valentine's day so all you geckos out there uh have a great Valentine's Day. I hope I hope it's a great one for you, and we will catch you all next week. Well, and don't forget the the important day before Valentine's Day. Yeah, the February thirteenth. Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> or for men, Valentine's Day. Oh, I've never heard of that one. I just made it up. Oh, Leslie Nope just looks like she had so much fun with it that I figured you wanted to guys need that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Equal rights. Equal rights. Well. We will see you later, Geckos. See you guys next week.